Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solution. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, shoot me a text direct, 918-800-1188. And uh, Nick uh, can be found on uh, Instagram. Best way to find him is HyperCleanNick new page that he's been putting out great content on getting a look at some really cool cars or shoot him an email direct nick at vegasrides.com uh nick i am finally getting to enjoy a beer uh if anybody followed the podcast stories this weekend i enjoyed quite a few beers uh, <laughs> and quite a few days of drinking um no that ultra wasn't uh, mine i know you you were questioning no i i do like an ultra here and there but uh Bella, my girlfriend, that's who was drinking that ultra. So uh, good for uh, I got to on Friday night, drink uh, a beer that I had bought actually in Tennessee when we were in Tennessee visiting uh, family and was uh, the first beers that I bought trying to grab some different uh, beers, be- you know, as we landed. Uh, as you know, from a side joke, uh, I have some very conservative family members and I was asked not to bring beer to the lake. <laughs> but uh, exactly. of course I was going to smuggle some in. Yeah. So I, at a gas station there, I found one called the God hopper and uh, did not get to drink it though. As uh, the next day I got what, 13, 14 hours of sleep, found out I had COVID and then got horribly sick for many weeks. And uh, just now got to try it. I uh, had it Friday night uh, while doing uh, Admiral Twin, which is a drive-in movie. We saw uh, Jungle Cruise uh, with The Rock. I, going into that movie, I was like, Neh. but it was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, it's cool to watch it in a drive-in setting. Uh, cars all around, trucks, you know, you could back in your truck. Uh, the Admiral Twin actually has some national uh, recognition. Years ago, uh, The Lost Boys. You ever watch that movie, The Lost Boys? Maybe, record- I can't remember it. Uh, okay, it was recorded actually here in Oklahoma, different parts, and in Tulsa, and then uh, they spent some time there at the theater. Uh, good, good flick. You can go back and take a look at it if anybody's interested. Uh, I remember that about the Admiral Twin, and then as a kid, I went. We went a couple times. Drive-in movies were kind of big around here. Uh, there's one out, you know, just outside of town, and then the one here. But for the most part, as a kid movies or shows and me and my and and being in a vehicle wasn't so much going to a drive-in but it was more those little road trips back and forth to grandma's and we had this giant conversion vans right huge and we had those captain chairs in the front and that was fun for about two minutes and then i would hop back to the uh the big couch and we would lay it down we had this little screen with rabbit ears or this cool technology came out that had a tape thing and it was called a VHS. And then you didn't have to like look for channels. You could just watch a movie the whole time you were driving. Now this was in the eighties. So that was a big deal for us. Uh, Do you remember early times when you would watch movies as a kid in a car? Was that a thing for you guys? No, um, I don't, I don't remember that. Um, But we did have like drive-ins around where I lived. Um, They weren't 
you know, we didn't attend them all the time or it wasn't like a weekend thing. I, I did it a few times in my life. Uh, but that we went to the ones where they would give you a speaker when you pulled in. And, uh, I don't know if they do that anymore with COVID who knows, but, uh, no, now it's radio. They just tune it to a radio station. Oh, tune it. Radio station. Yeah, that's radio right. Station. So yeah. I think I did go to one that was a radio, uh, but the, it used to be, they gave you a speaker mm-hmm. and that was Put pretty it in cool. Your window. Yeah, it was, that was a cool thing. And some of them served food. Some other ones didn't, uh, it was just kind of dependent, but no, we didn't have anything in the car until like those really primitive, like, you know, back seat flip down or that came out that were so grainy. You really couldn't see what was going on and you had to play that through like a system. And, but we didn't have that stuff very much. No. Uh, DVD was that would have been a I think DVD? probably, I think probably that would have been the first time I ever had it in the car. Yeah. It's interesting to see the, the transition. Can you even imagine that are there in a new vehicle that you've seen? Are there, I know we have DVD systems still, right? That's a big deal of an entertainment package. You know, you got yeah. in the backseat of the headrest, but what about, here's something I was thinking the other day. I was like, when's the last time? And I, I haven't owned a new vehicle in a while. So, but are new vehicles still putting out CD players? Well, it kind of depends. Look, we took care of a, this was surprising to us. We took care of like a $220,000 Range Rover, like a special order one. And their DVD system still existed. You could still put the DVD in and then it went through the sound system and all this other stuff. And I, I was actually pretty shocked. It wasn't, I think that was maybe last year that we noticed it. Uh, and I was like, wow, I can't believe they, they still do that. But I imagine most of them are, I don't, you know, I can't really think in the back of my head of ever seeing another one on new cars, but yeah, I mean, mostly now it would be what Bluetooth, it would be Apple CarPlay, it would be, you know, Google play, all that kind of stuff that you would put through your system. Um, but you know, uh, the TVs were actually a lot more of a thing in the backseat 10 years ago and more thought about than they are now. You like it, it was a everybody's deal. on their phone. Everybody's yeah, on their phones. Now, on their right? phones. So um, there's still, you know, still obviously family vehicles that have all those different entertainment options. But the reality is I don't think car manufacturers have to worry that much about it. Uh, it is interesting to see over the decades, right? Especially where we are now and look back, like you mentioned, used to be when you'd pull up to a drive in, they put that little speaker in, you know, and how funny. many decades was that 60, 70, you know, like that was the place to go. And that mixing in your vehicle with the movie and having that atmosphere and then how it transitioned over to, you know, then movies just in your car while you traveled. And then especially the well, way it came, they, they yeah, it came out. back now. I mean, look, there was a lot of prominent comedians that went the drive-in route during COVID. They essentially went and performed like in a drive-in type setting and you were in your car enjoying it. Like, you know, the, the thing that sucked for the comedian is they couldn't hear the laughter and the crowd wasn't as much, but they went right back to those old, there's something to be said for some of that old stuff when times, you know, people kind of get uncomfortable and weren't going to movie theaters. So the drive-in kind of made a comeback and, you know, it's still a viable way to have fun and entertainment. So should it have gone away? Maybe not. I mean, it, it is, you know, fairly low cost, you know, there's not a ton of building cost and that kind of thing, the way of building a huge movie theater, you know, maybe it's an economical way to still keep the movie stuff alive. I mean, it, there isn't an argument for it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you mentioned something that was old and maybe going away or having a reassurance, like a reemergence and, you know, something growing that we definitely have to in the car care industry look and ask, 
our expo is going to be a thing that become part of the past something are we in that transitional phase of expos and being in front of people and the way it's been is that something of the past moving forward as as we've talked about uh, you know new world order new style new way of people operating there's whole countries that have changed uh, the way they operate moving forward no doubt our society has changed have expos gone the way of you know possibly being a drive-in movie that's something we just kind of remember and see every once in a while or do they reassure you know later in 2022 does does mobile tech expo orlando take the big boom and push us out further let's look back you know thinking of 2020 2021 you know 2020 was still a, a well attended for most people but there was a debacle early 2021 where you and I put out our opinions as detailers. You shared your history of going to Mobile Tech Vegas. Um, and let's recap that. What was your experience there? Uh, what did you discuss back earlier when certain brands, certain groups began to pull away from Mobile Tech Orlando, which caused Mobile Tech to have to pull its plug and hundreds, if not thousands of detailers lost incredible education moments, lost massive things that they could grow and spur on their business for 2021. But because of a few brands and a group, they weren't able to get it. So what were some of those opinions that you put out? Let's recap that. Yeah. So, you know, you and I took a lot of heat in January. I think we need to tell our, our community that, right? We need to tell the guys and gals that listen to us every week who probably remember the conversation we had about mobile tech Orlando being canceled because it was a pretty opinionated based on facts uh, episode. You know, it was something where we really made a lot of claims. Here's the cool thing. hundred percent of what I said came true uh, about what was going to happen this year with mobile tech Orlando being canceled. And it's everybody's right to have an opinion and it's everybody's right on their platform to say what they want to say. The problem is, is that in January, people went beyond our platform and went behind and complained to certain groups and how dare these two have this conversation. And we aren't on the hierarchy as so many detailers that we're allowed to have opinions on such big issues as though, uh, you know, we're not qualified after 40 plus years in this business combined. Uh, so what happened was, um, you know, Mobile Tech Orlando was canceled. And actually, Mobile Tech Vegas was canceled just a few months prior. Yeah, twenty and so twenty twenty Mobile Tech Vegas canceled twenty twenty one Orlando Orlando. So that's two big hits to the detailing world, which is what we said. And if you actually rewind to Mobile Tech Vegas twenty nineteen, you had a lot of brands on the West Coast, especially, but all the brands. Nobody from the East Coast really did either. Um, there were a lot of brands that didn't support mobile tech Vegas. And now come to find out the real reason that's come out is they were mad. It was close to SEMA and how dare you have a show close to SEMA? Well, I want to tell the detailing world one thing and detailers need to hear this. I know people behind SEMA that run it, that are actually decision makers. They wouldn't care if detailing left SEMA. They, they wouldn't care because when you're dealing with Ford and the largest tire manufacturers in the world, and you're dealing with the largest rim companies in the world that are multinational, you know, billion dollar brands, where do you think detailing fits in? 
if we're just honest with ourselves. Detailing is big to us because we're in the industry. But in the auto world, detailing's not. And it's okay. We're building. You know, layer by layer, we're building up our industry. And it's grown a lot in my 23 years, just as it has yours. Like, that's a great thing. But there was no support of Mobile Tech 2019 Vegas. And there were brands that were hour flights away from Vegas that made a big stink about it being so close to SEMA and really got on the backs. Now we're finding out on the backs of mobile tech the entire time about Vegas even existing. And so it wasn't about, and again, a lot of these companies, you know, really oddly, if you scratch your head are pro certification, pro get in this group and do training. Well, where does a lot of training happen? At shows, especially shows that are geared towards the detailer. So if you look at Mobile Tech Orlando 2021, what is the opportunity cost now that Mike Phillips has left AutoGeek? He was going to run basically a week-long bouts of training. Now, maybe Mike pops up somewhere else and takes another job, and he's right back in the industry. Who knows? But what opportunity was lost? Because what if Mike Phillips says, hey, man, I've had a great career. I'm out. Let me tell you something, folks, and I'll say this to anybody's face or anybody around this industry. There was one guy that was an elite trainer with elite experience who was constantly detailing cars. One. And his name was Mike Phillips. What's the opportunity lost? Those were the kind of things we said in January. 110% true. Now, did we know Mike was going to leave AutoGeek? I didn't. But now look at the opportunity lost. And so the real big point that we said about Orlando this year was, if it doesn't get supported now by companies, you can wipe the whole year of shows away. SDC, which we should root on any show that's trying to support the detailing industry. SDC was poorly attended by all accounts. Companies were only talking to each other. Detailers didn't support it. Everybody wants to scratch their head. Well, you didn't support the detailer in February. You're allowed to not go, but don't be mad when you choose to go to a show and detailers don't show up. They didn't think you were having shows this year because you told them in February you were out. So now Mobile Tech Vegas doesn't look good. It doesn't look promising. And by all accounts, there's no support of the show. And it's another opportunity lost. We as a company have had to make a decision that we can't go to Mobile Tech Vegas because detailers are telling us they're not going. And there's a variety of reasons. It's not one person's fault or one company's fault or one organization's fault. That, that's irresponsible to say that. But this is what happens when you're, you're, you try to tell people in January, if you make this decision, you might as well cancel every show. And I got raked over the coals because I said that. And there's only one person that turns out to be right, which is me. The whole year is gone of the shows. If you think SEMA is going to be well attended, it, it, detailing doesn't matter at SEMA. Never has. There's no training there. There's no, there's nobody that gives a rip about detailing. I mean, you remember trying to find detailing companies. I mean, some of them are out in some tent that's a 20-mile walk. Some are in the main hall. Some are here. Some are there. You know where they put the rim people? In one hall. So you want to tell me detailing matters? Okay. SEMA tells you different. And yeah, we've lost Mobile Tech Vegas. I don't, I actually, and we don't have any inside information. I'm not sure it comes back. I don't know. 
I mean, well, who knows? This is now back-to-back years that it's been missed or, or, or down or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about insider information, but listen, I mean, I talk to Sheldon on a regular basis. He he has said he's not sure that it will come back, right? Like from lack of support of the detailing side, he's not sure that they will have another Mobile Tech Vegas after this. You know, I it it to me, Mobile Tech Vegas and and 2019 as a small right? Like we're two years later. So we've had a lot of good growth over the past years, 2019 for my small, small brand to, to go there was a big step for us, Sure, but, but we saw the massive support and we saw everything that was going into Orlando and everything that we had been doing. And so when I saw the opportunity to go over to the West coast, yeah, to me, it made zero, zero questions. I was 100% in, you know, what's a booth look like? How do we do this? How do we get the team over there? And when I got there, you're right, man. It, it was shocking. This small little company from the Midwest, when there was these massive, these brands that put out that they are, you know, they have decades of history in the detailing world. They are the premise, you know, and they put out these massive statements, but then they didn't show up. Like, yeah. And they were, I, they were hour flights away. I mean, some of them were away. less than an hour flight away. Yeah. And, and think about this. This is why there's one guy that we respected out of all of this, because at least when he disagreed with us, he stepped up and got on the podcast and he's a guy that 100% supported these shows and fought for these shows behind the scenes in a lot of different ways. And that was Ian from auto fiber that he deserves a ton of credit because he didn't like the things we said. And the Marty and Nick, you know, on Monday podcast, you know, that gets sent down on Tuesday, we've always had the same opinion. Hey man, you disagree. Send us a text, send us an email. Why don't you come on the podcast? Let's have a conversation about it. And Ian was the only one that did that. And matter of fact, some of the people that were cl- complaining the most were frightened to death to come on our, our podcast or that I was going to show up on some other podcast uh, that, that they were a part of that I may have been asked to do. And so it's not an equal thing, man. There's a lot of detailers need to hear this. There's a lot of companies that don't think 40 plus years of detailing cars is worthy of having an opinion. And that's what January showed us. And all it did was it didn't bother us. So I wasn't, you know, sitting here saying to Marty, how dare they have their opinion? What I was saying is when you won't do it publicly and you go through all these back channels to complain and moan and groan, that doesn't help anybody. And that's not one bit of animosity towards them or anything. It's just the facts is there's a weakness among some people in this industry that they have turf to protect. And how dare somebody say anything, no matter how factual it is, doesn't matter if it's the truth, because all I was telling you is in 2019, Mobile Tech Vegas, it wasn't supported by companies. It was supported by detailers. There were plenty of detailers there. And there are plenty of people looking around and saying, okay, well, auto fiber's here and Marty's here. And where the hell is XYZ company from the West coast? Oh, wait Flex, a minute. They're, Flex was right next to me. Give credit. Yeah, to Flex, him. Was, that was, Flex cool was there. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. And it was a weird situation. I remember talking to people about it. It's like, you know, where's this company? Where's that company? I mean, you remember one of the excuses was uh, somebody on their like 95 person staff had a wedding. So the whole company couldn't be represented at mobile tech. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Oh yeah. I was like, you know, where's this company? Oh, well, 
such and such is getting married. And I'm like, so they couldn't send two of the 800 employees they have because somebody's getting married. There's no way they all know each other. And it's like, that was the silliness. And, and look, man, you can never, ever know when the opportunity is going to go away. And if Mike Phillips doesn't come back to the industry, missing Mobile Tech Orlando 2021 is a big problem. Because and now there's an opportunity cost that you can't put a number on. There's no number to have. You can't say the industry was hurt X number of dollars. So people don't think it was hurt at all because you can't quantify it. But new detailers not being able to learn the one trainer that's always been consistent in this industry, the guy that's put in the work on that side better than anybody is now maybe not going to ever provide those things again. And, you know, it's lost. Now he may come back, you know, but doesn't seem like he's coming back right now. Seems like he's going to kind of chill out and have his, have his life. Um, but people need to understand that's why when you miss stuff, there could be a problem down the road. It's an opportunity lost. Yeah. Uh, when I talked to Mike after he announced it, sent him a couple text message back and forth. He wants to just relax for a little bit. He wants to take some time, but says there's good things on the horizons and hopefully we do see him again. And you're right. I mean, that was, that was sort of one of my big pushes back, back when the debacle happened was I said, listen, Mike Phillips was going to be there doing boat detailing clinics for days. How many detailers through that East coast, especially through Florida, right? Like there's so many that as we have a good growth in Florida, in Florida, we've got good distributors. We got good. Well, just th just think about if you, if you live on a lake, I mean, you know, I lived in Charlotte for a while. If you live on Lake Norman and you're a detailer, you know, in the Charlotte area, it's a massive lake. I mean, that's, that's money, you know, and that's elite level money that not everybody gets to tap into and, you know, go up and down every coast, West coast, go all the way up to San Francisco, go follow the United States around those ocean areas and all the different opportunities that are lost. And again, I know a lot of people are listening to us and saying it's over dramatic. When you do something for 23 years, I'm telling you, you don't get to learn from Mike Phillips very often. You just don't. And all this other stuff that goes on in training, we've made our, our bones about it. I'll never make my bone. I'll never say one negative thing about all the stuff Mike did. Because I don't think he he cared to to play the PC game. He just told you how it was. Hey, this is how you should detail a car if you want to make money. This is we need to get real. And I wonder. I'd love to talk to Mike. And I don't want to put words in his mouth. I wonder how much of this is he was just tired. You know, he talked about a style of detailing that wasn't real popular for a very long time in this industry. It was a real tough five to seven years for people talking common sense and detailing. And I wonder if that played a role. You'll never know. Yeah, and the one question I wonder, too, is with the amount of training, which is what we love, I'm a big fan of mobile tech, as everybody knows, and specifically not only the education day that we get to go talk, but what mobile tech has been doing with having these places where, like we just said, Mike Phillips can go and train people and teach people. I wonder if some of these brands that push so hard against mobile tech, I wonder if it's because, and we've seen this path that they've gone on, when suddenly now they've opened up training centers, right? They, they didn't want you to go get this really great quality training at such a very low cost going to mobile tech, but they want you to spend 800 bucks for a weekend where they say they don't make any money and they scam you, right? Versus going to a show where you could get it and these big brands that might be global, they might be national, whichever, suddenly they've all come out with these training facilities to make money off of you, but they don't want you to go to Mobile Tech Expo where you can get great quality at such a low cost. That's a great point. I, I actually hadn't uh, walked through that mentally, but 
you know, a lot of people building really nice, shiny facilities. Some of them actually never actually have detailed cars for money, which is pretty hilarious. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a business model now, right? Like I don't, we don't have to say anything other than that. It's a business and you got to see it as a business, but you know, looking back this year was going to be lost with shows. If you chose to have a leader's mind and say, we better put our flag in the sand and, and make mobile tech Orlando go, or we're going to lose a lot X, Y, Z opportunities down the road. And guess what, what you find during this pandemic is not everyone's built to be a wartime general, a lot of peacetime generals, when things are going good, they can push paperwork and they can do this and that. But when they have to make some tough decisions, uh, I don't think everybody's cut out for it. We wanted to support Mobile Tech Orlando. We knew it was a huge risk at the time uh, for staff and for us individually with COVID. Uh, Mo us not supporting Mobile Tech Vegas or going as a company just comes down to it's not going to be well attended. Uh, you know, and we want to put our money elsewhere. We need to give the best customer experience that we can. We have big, big plans as everybody sees with the launching of products, but that's not it. You know, it's going to be your online uh, experience from your mobile phone or from a desktop. I mean, we're going to dump a lot of money into other things. We want to come out with some cool swag for you guys to put on your, your buckets and, and hats and things like that. So you know what, we're going to take this as an opportunity to spend our money elsewhere and hopefully make the customer experience as good as we can. And I, I'm, I'm disappointed, you know, but I want to say this. And I want to make sure I say it a second time. There was one company that supported Mobile Tech Vegas. And there's one company that stood behind their opinion. It was Ian at Auto Fiber. And I don't want that to get lost on our, on our community of people because there were a lot of people that were exact opposites of him. And I don't want him to be lumped into that. And I want to make sure that we're honest about that part of it. Yeah, good point. Uh, honesty is key. <laughs> you know well, what else is key? You know what honest, else is key? Honesty is key if you want to take some shit in January, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what else is key in the car care world is maintenance. There's no doubt that uh, as especially as coatings have grown over the past years, let's say seven to 10 years, um, it was interesting as people began to do these massive, you know, five, seven years, but then would one night stand their customer and never really see them again. And who knows three, four years down the road, what the fuck's going on with the car? Who knows? Right. We didn't maintain it. We never set up a model that allowed maintenance goes the same with, you know, somebody that wants to clean their car in their driveway. They might've gotten a coating, but I don't really know how to maintain it. And they, they're spraying this on or doing this. There's, there's no real process for them. Um, a weekend guy that just goes around and clean cars on the weekend. The best way to do that is to go back and maintain customers' vehicles. That's what we do as a company on our mobile side, still today servicing customers from the 2000, 2002, three, when I started the mobile business. And we do it based on maintenance, continuing to make sure that that car stays clean, not necessarily just on the inside, but also on the outside where it possibly gets even dirtier. Um, you yourself have grown a business on maintenance why is maintaining a vehicle not only from an aspect of a car owner, but from a car care specialist, maybe somebody that's trying to do that for their lifestyle? Well, I don't think you can walk to any parking lot and not see cars that need cleaned, right? I mean, that's why the car wash business is so big. Um, but I think a lot of customers don't know 
how often their car should be taken care of. You know, I always say this, you know, we live in a really dusty city here in Vegas. You live in a different climate, but you get massive amounts of dirt and rain and whatever. Everybody deals with something and everybody believes it's like when people talk about detailers in Southern California, you know, the closer you live to the ocean, the more the cars get beat up. So the places you want to live in California are actually pretty tough on your car. And there's no perfect place to own a car. Go down to Arizona, you deal with something, you go up to Seattle, you deal with something. So the number one thing is, is that when I looked at my business, I had customers that had between 15 and 50 cars when we started out. I dealt with big collections. Collections got dusty, they got driven, they got taken to a car show, then they had their daily drivers, then they had this car and that car. And it was like, we have to be honest with ourselves. Somebody needs to take care of these cars. And if somebody has two cars in your neighborhood or three cars in your neighborhood, the same goes for them. Across all aspects of a car, the reality is, is that you need to keep it clean, right? Like that's the one thing every car owner shares is they need to keep their car clean for a variety of reasons. Number one, you're paying a lot for your car. Number two, and I think you know this, you know, from an interior and exterior perspective, you know, if you want to get the most for your car when you trade it in, if you care for your car better than the next guy, you're going to get more money when you go to sell that car. So those are just the practical reasons. The other thing is, I've never met somebody that's like, you know what, I want to drive around a filthy car. I've never met that person. Now they may drive a filthy car, but it's because somebody hasn't given them a solution that they can live with to make sure that that car is maintained. And I think that's the thing, you know, we're going to talk about today with the re-release of our product Eco One which is our waterless and rinseless solution. I know you've been sharing it a lot on Instagram stories and you did a nice long form video today. Um, but this is, this is better technology than most soaps, right? There's some soaps that are highly technologically advanced that, you know, like in our line, but there's some that aren't. There's some that are really old that have really, really harsh surfactants and they're not that great to wash your car with. And they're supposedly car shampoo, right? The great thing about waterless and rinseless solutions is it's really the new age way to wash your car in the safest way possible. And what that means is you get to maintain your coating or the wax or the sealant uh, on your car. And, and it actually is fairly easy once you get down your a system to keep your car clean. So I think it's great to talk about Eco One today and what it means to maintain a vehicle because I think actually a lot of car owners don't know. I mean, most of the people I've ever come across in my business just don't know what it takes to keep their car in mint condition. And I'd say there's a lot of corners don't know or understand waterless slash rinseless. So 2008, uh, I released the first uh, waterless product here in the state of Oklahoma. And, and over the years, I began to build and help develop people into running a business completely based off of waterless. I was the first to come into the industry and put my stamp on using a waterless product because I immediately saw the ease of application. Okay, I had just come out of having a mobile business with a power washer, having that whole rig set up, went into owning a car wash, uh, 2006, 2000, uh, we, 2006 was when we built it. I'm there in the wash about to leave and go into my next journey. And, and I get approached just based off of uh, talking to people in the industry uh, that we were working with that I had begun to know. And they had told me about waterless, right? This is 2008. You got to remember, we 
cell phones were very basic. The internet was basic. MySpace had just kind of come out. Uh, you could upload a couple things here and there, but the way that we share information now today, listen, 2008 was, was like the stone age for sharing information. So it took a bit to get a hold of the technology, but once I did, I said, hey, this is the immediate way that somebody could clean their car. This is what I love about it. Clean their car in their garage. So customers that we had that we began to service uh, as a mobile company and continue to grow into that was inside of their garage, which the stories that you talked about, I, I got to share about, you know, if you go into a garage that has AC and it's 100 degrees outside, boy, it's a lot easier to use a waterless or rinseless technology and use that to wash a car than it is to sit out in the heat and do it, right? Yeah. To have some type of shade that you can go in and do has been amazing. What I love about Eco One and what I've gotten so passionate about was when I shared with you of how we were changing the formulation from the past product that we were using Green Clean into Eco One and beginning to infuse and upgrade and update the technology into using silica and the pure silica that we have in Slick into waterless because if i cannot just clean a car but while i'm cleaning and maintaining that car if i can continue to add protection on and silica is the purest and best form in our opinion of protection down on there uh wow that's a win-win not only ease right i'm able to spray use a microfiber towel wipe it flip my towel continue to go over if i use it under the waterless setup or taking a little bucket, pouring in some uh, Eco One into the bucket and using it as a rinse list, <clears throat> I'm still getting to add good amounts of silica onto that paint. And what's beautiful about when we do it, because of our purity, is not only the streak-free application that we get from Slick by itself, we get this amazing uh, uh, streak-free technology inside Waterless, which I'm sure you know, and what, what I battled for so many years was yeah. having to wipe those streaks back off inside a rinseless, inside of a waterless wash that's been alleviated now. Yeah, and, and the key is safety, right? Like the thing that people will realize is, is that we're, we're talking about streak-free. When something goes on and you don't have to continue to buff it, it becomes a safer product. The more I wipe on with a towel and I'm sitting there fighting, you know, this is our big argument about, all these quote unquote silica sprays. Well, what we found out is they weren't silica at all. What they were was were, were very heavy polymer. And the polymer is what you were seeing smear all over the surface. And so the same goes for rinseless and waterless technology so far in our industry. Very heavy polymer, no type of use of the new technology with silica. We've now added that, and guess what it did? It improved the formula and allowed us to not sit there and battle streaks, right? It's not that it's not that Green Clean was heavy on the streaks, but it, again, it was still a technology at the time that that still had the propensity to be buffed a couple times to get that finish that you wanted. And the more we can stop touching the paint, the quicker we can get the towel off the surface the better off we are from marring the surface or leaving a towel mark or inflicting a swirl of some kind. And I think that's the part that excites me about Eco One is that we are giving you the ability. And I'll tell people how I like to use it. I like a pre-soak with waterless. And then I like to use a bucket of rinseless solution 
because again, it's so little money. You know, this is what I don't, I, I, I hate hearing from people, customers, anybody. Don't risk your car over saving a couple bucks on a chemical. So to me, the safest way to use a waterless and rinseless solution is to use it both ways. Use a waterless to get a lot of, a lot of the solution on the surface, but then use a rinseless bucket where the towel can soak up some, some solution, a little bit of water, and it just provides a safe, more safe environment. So don't ever sacrifice your 80 or 100 or $150,000 car because something might cost you five cents. Like doesn't, doesn't really equate. So I'm actually for the ability of kind of overusing the technology to make my operation a little safer. And, yeah, and that's, that's a, what I think. That's a good point. Spraying down Eco One uh, as a waterless to as a pre-spray. That's a, that's a great idea. The, the benefit of doing it that way is more lubrication onto the surface. You get more surfactants out there to help pool and or the polymers, right? You mentioned yep. polymer technology. Um, the polymers inside a waterless are what helps encapsulate dirt, helps pool off. And so if you do have the full waterless solution on there, it is going to help it be safer and a better, smoother application from when we are yep. removing dirt and debris off of the clear coat. Now, an interesting part, what you've adapted into rinseless, uh, there are companies which does great, I'm sure, is these these sponges that they'll go through with the sponges that have these little finger looking things. And I, I'm sure they do great, which sure. Right. But using a microfiber towel and specifically our cookie monster towel, which has this very big pile, it's a heavy, heavy towel. And then the safest practical way of using it is a couple wipes, flip your towel and you got eight different sections that you yeah. can flip and wipe and flip and wipe and then put that towel off to the side to be washed later. Grab more towels that are in your bucket and keep going. Yeah. I would agree that's so much safer than grabbing this uh, sponge and keep dipping it in and doing this and trying yeah, you to could even, you could, you could even say wash mitts. You could say anything. The, the thing that, that we haven't talked about, and we're going to be making some content around this is I'm, I'm a fan of the two bucket method, but I also could say a four bucket method safer. And I could go eight buckets and I could go 32 buckets and I can make the most safe I can make, or I could just say, whatever wash media I'm using, I'm never going to reintroduce into my solution that's washing my car, whether that be a soap bucket or whether that be a rinseless waterless solution. And so we have to start thinking about these things. If you're a car lover and you follow the two bucket method, great. If it works for you, great. I'm not telling people to change, but logically think through it. Why would I take something dirty and then put it back into a clean bucket at any point in time? I just wouldn't do that. And the whole idea that it encapsulates dirt and it goes to the bottom and my car is $112,000. Why am I going to risk it over just having another, you know, $1.50 worth of towel? Doesn't, doesn't economically make much sense. And the reason is, is that people come from this very different place where they think customers always need to be saved a nickel. And I don't think that. I think most of you guys understand, don't risk anything because a towel is not that expensive. And by the way, you get to reuse it. It's not like you get one use out of it. Just yeah. buy some extra towels. If you're, especially if you're a DIYer, think about this. You could very safely wash your car and we'll show this on a video. Uh, we got some things coming here in September that we'll, we'll kind of be alluding to. But you essentially could pretty safely use a rinseless and waterless solution with four towels. Mm -hmm. With the right technique, 
four towels. So if you're a DIYer or if you're just a weekend detailer, if you own 16 of your wash towels, you wouldn't have to do laundry for a month. I mean, on one car, like you could just roll a whole month of washing one car. You know, most of you only own one car or care about one car. Think about that. Like it's not that much money. And so don't risk anything over it. That's why I do what we do. It's like a case of towels for my business is not worth me trying to save a nickel on, on towels and, and solution. And it's, it's just, it's kind of, uh, you know, jumping over a, a, a nickel to get to a penny. It doesn't make a whole bunch of sense to me. So that's would be what I tell people they mess up about rinseless is they try to stretch everything too far. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like they just try to stretch everything. Don't use too much solution. Uh, I don't want to use five towels. I want to use two. It's like, dude, just don't try to play that game. It'll end up in your car, not looking the way that you want. All right. Um, it is right. We talked about last, last week, this is health month, right? So when we're looking at the car care industry, <clears throat> we want to close these segments with our little health tip, uh, of the week. Um, my health tip of the week is going to be, uh, the idea, uh, that kind of has come out of Corona for me, right? Like dealing with muscles, dealing with pains, dealing with everything that happens inside of the body. And especially when you're going through flu-like symptoms, I mean, muscles just really tightened up. Well, over the years of detailing a car, my muscles definitely continued to tighten up. And it wasn't just in Corona. Not only was it from moving barrels and, and moving product, but then sitting in a car and driving and doing like all the different things that go along and then going in and trying to clean a car without, here's the crazy part, right, Nick? Crazy part, the idea that you would stretch before you go clean a car, like not even a question, right? If you're in your 20s, you don't, you don't fucking stretch. No way, yeah, not a thing at all. Well, as you get older, health concerns begin to grow. One of those health concerns is actually the way your muscles perform. And so yep. how do you take care of your muscles and maintain them? Because we're talking about maintenance, right? Not only is it going to be that you need to drink plenty of water, right? That's an easy one. And a cool opportunity is to take water and use one of those hydration packets, right? Hydration packets have grown really, really well. And being able to take a hydration packet and mix into your water is going to help replenish your muscles, but here's the weird part for many young people, and I get it because it would have been super weird for me. I'd be like, this guy's lost his mind. Taking time, whether that's in the morning, at night, and doing 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you can afford of you can follow people on YouTube and go into some yoga channels and watch the way. And I've had to go through and pick and choose who I actually follow, trying to understand the way they flow and how they talk. But yoga and stretching has been oh i can't explain how much benefit i've grown out of it for my back my legs being able to stretch those muscles back out and get them flexible again i'm going to say for my health tip on this week is definitely get into some type of stretching or yoga routine what about yeah. you what's a health tip that you're going to suggest well i think there's a growing concern amongst people of what chemicals mean to them and their family and I'm using chemicals all day and I'm using compounds and polishes and this and that. And there's a simple answer to it. If you're worried, protect yourself. You know, we, we love to pawn off things on everyone else. Uh, I see this happening right now with some things going on on, on Instagram, et cetera, that, 
you know, companies are trying to do this or that. Well, here's the greatest thing, man. If you're concerned, protect yourself, you know, wear some gloves when you do coding and wear a respirator when you do coding, if that makes you feel better. If you're like, hey, I want to protect myself. Awesome. But that also never stops. So if you think coding is the only harsh chemical around you, remember this, your home cleaners have a lot of stuff in them as well. That laundry detergent isn't as clean as you think it is. So where do you draw the line? And if you're worried, which is okay, you need to protect yourself and your staff and you need to go that extra length to, to buy that PPE stuff and, and go that route. Otherwise, don't sit there and worry about it. If you're worried about it and you're not going to solve it, don't worry about it, right? And I've told you this. I mean, I know that when I spray XYZ air fresher in my house, it's probably not the best for you. I mean, I don't sit there and worry about it. I've made the decision to use laundry detergent because, you know, I get sweaty at work, you know, so I've made a trade-off. And, but if you're worried, folks, I really mean this. Protect yourself. That's the simple answer. If you're worried about something, you take it upon yourself and you go do the homework and you say, hey, I'm working with coding. I'm always going to wear gloves 100% of the time because I don't want it to be in my skin. Great, man. I think that's awesome. But you got you to gotta take it on yourself to say, I want to do this and, and, and this is what I believe. And don't wait for somebody else to solve the problem for you because they're not going to solve it. And so... Look, man, there's precautions we take in my company. Uh, you know, you brought up hydration. You brought up, you know, we work at 115 degrees. You know, I push my guys to drink a minimum of a gallon of water a day. You know, that would be a really good thing for most mobile guys and most shop guys that work in hot places, a gallon minimum. Um, but again, you still got to do the work. And that's the thing with this protection thing. You still got to spend the money. You still got to go get the respirators. You still, but if you're worried, go do that. And I think that's a good, good health tip is, if you're worried, stop getting worried and solve the problem. Cool. Good one. Good one. Hey, uh, nice episode. Appreciate uh, the time. Uh, definitely, uh, as technology has changed, so is maintenance throughout, whether that's <laughs> enjoying, Eco your one car, is here. enjoying your car on the inside or enjoying it on the outside. And you're right. Eco One is here. The best way to maintain your vehicle, uh, without a doubt. I, I've been super pumped as, as the results have been coming back. We already sent some product early out. There was a, a guy that made a post on Facebook group and then other people tagged us and he was going to California and Aaron attention to detail, you know, he's been sending me videos already back of, of seeing it used and how great it's been. And so it's really cool to see uh, the way everything is beginning to continue to progress and, as the and new guys, products come out. We're working our ass off, man. This is something we care about. We want things to be game changers when you use them and we're going to try our best and hopefully uh, people get to experience that with eco one. Yeah, definitely Nick. All right, man. Have a great week. All right, brother. See you, man. Hey guys, gals, anybody that's listening. Hey, if you got any value out of this episode, I want you to take the time right now to leave a comment, leave a review, but then go share it. There's other people that aren't in community that need to know what value you got out of it because Listen, we put out a lot of great information and not everybody gets to hear it. So share, go into the groups, share your experience, tell people about community. Thanks for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, 
Hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen, if you want to leave us a review, we would love that. You know, five star, one star. Hey, whatever you think we deserve, if you would leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community.